You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, my co-host, Lacia Finley. Oh, happy Monday. So, uh-huh. you got a PlayStation I Five. did! It Yay. showed up! Yay. It showed up, y'all. I, yeah, I guess, uh, what, Thursday? I think it was. It was Thursday. So, yeah. I got the email Wednesday that it had shipped, and I was like, oh! So I guess they were right. Like when it finally ships, it is fairly quick. It's just the getting it to that point. But yeah, then it showed up Thursday. I don't know. I was I was placing bets since I work from home. I was like, how much you guys want to bet? I'm going to get that note on my door that says, sorry, I missed you, mm-hmm. even though I was like here the whole time. But no, I actually kept my phone up. So I was like. I live in a large city. I don't know if they just have the PlayStation widely being shown on the box. You know what I right. mean? And just leaving it sitting on my front porch. I wanted to keep checking. Uh, but no, they had it in like a regular Walmart box where you weren't really sure what was inside it. But um, I must have seen my email about the same time because he was already like getting in his truck and doing his little thing when I saw the box. So I was like, I must have just picked it up. <laughs> so... That was about five thirty, six o'clock. So I guess yeah. it was the end of the day. I was one of the last trips. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It looks so pretty. So are y'all getting to, have you, what have you done, I guess? What have you gotten to enjoy with it? Anything I yet? suck. I, I, I haven't played with it nearly as much, which I knew was going to be the case. Mm. Let's just put that out there now. I do love console gaming, but when I bought it, I knew it was more for the hubs, which is fair because I'm more of a PC gamer. But I do still like Sony exclusives and everything. Heck, this might even be faster than my PC now. I don't even know. I'd have to actually like legit see the spec since my PC is a few years old now. Yeah. Um, but I played around in No Man's Sky, which mm-hmm. I don't play. Just let's put that out there. I don't play. The hubs just let me run around in his world so I could just kind of see because we wanted to see how quick it loaded. Mm Because keep in mind, y'all, we're on the OG PlayStation. We never even got like a slim or a pro. It's like one year when the PS4 came out, a year after we bought this, and it's been the same one since. So (laughs) it was, it was, it was, it's been wanting to die for a long time. And we just kept bringing it back to life somehow. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that in and of itself, just sitting down, because like I can remember he would start No Man's Sky and then just like walk away and go do some other things, because it would probably be a good solid five, six, seven minutes for it to like completely load in the entire world. And then like he walked into the kitchen, I started, and he came back. He's like, "Are you already playing?" And I'm like, "Yep, running around. I'm already jumping. I'm looking for plants." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that right there is just like huge difference and we yeah. don't hear it struggle busting in there nearly as much because mm-hmm. the playstation is constantly like even if we just have it sleeping every once in a while just kind of like like it's trying to use a disc that's not in there and i'm like oh you poor thing you just lost your mind now at this point you don't know what you're doing anymore who am i why am i here why are you still allowing me to go on put me down 
but uh and then a little bit in astro's playroom mm-hmm. because i didn't i didn't even think about it i was so excited just like finally getting a unit i didn't buy any like games yeah. to like go with it but the ps5 version of the no man's sky um he got had to just like download his save game or something hmm. and then we went into it and could ask for the upgrade and it downloaded it or whatever right. so we got that version of the game <clears throat> i've been i've been kind of thinking about getting spider-man yeah you should miles morales because i mean i don't need the big fancy version that they want to charge like 70 bucks for but it looked like the just the game mm-hmm. was like 50 which is about a little cheaper than games have been but not as you know i'm at least surprised there it's not been on sale here i mean it may have or you might want to just i thought i saw it for 49.99 and then they had the other version where you could have like the remastered spider-man 2 that's also included for Mm -hmm. 79 or 69 which might have been 69 because i felt like there was only a 20 buck difference but um, I don't care about the other one. The hubs yeah. might. So I don't. that's why we hadn't really pulled the trigger on which one we want. Because like, he might actually like the upgraded version of Spider-Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, yeah. In, in any case, I mean, I bet if you were to look through some of your library, you could find some games. Like, I'm sure. Yeah. I would almost bet, because I know he likes playing Mortal Kombat 11. Mm-hmm. He could get an up, like a free uh, upgrade to that mm-hmm. PlayStation Five version of that. So that's something to think about. Uh, I think I saw him going through some of the games he had just as peaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't stay. I just kept hearing like the bloop, 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 <laughs> bloop. So I didn't know if he was like, I'm like, are you inventorying in there? Or he's like, no, I'm following and unfollowing all the games. I think I could get an upgrade for. And I went, oh, okay. I'm shutting the door because I can't bloop, bloop. Bloop. <laughs> like, <"Nah." laughs> Let's turn that off. But um, so, yeah, so I guess we're still currently looking through what we currently have and seeing what we can get upgrades for. And then um, I was looking through uh, some PS5 games that came out just to see if any of them like that. Kenna Bridge of Spirits kind of has me got my eye. I feel like I was watching it. Then it fell off my radar, and then all of a sudden it was released. It was really weird how it just, like, all of a sudden just felt like it was there. Yeah. Um, right when we got the PlayStation. So I feel like it's Kismet. I'm supposed to play it. Those little things look so cute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll go ahead and give everybody a, a taste. Uh, that's uh, next week's show. It was going <gasps> to be this week's show, but my time was very limited, so I didn't really get a chance yeah. to play it. So. Oh, good. Okay, cool. So if so you if you do get a chance... Then we could do another duel. My problem is I probably should stop spending money. Mm-hmm. I kind of went nuts over the last couple of months. <laughs> it's like I had a job that gave me a bonus and I go nowhere. So I spent nothing. And I'm like, ah, see, this is why you give middle class money. Right. Just saying we spend it. Um, so we, do. <laughs> we do, but I'm not allowed. So this should be a fun story, though, for people. And then they'll be like, oh, this is why women aren't allowed to do stuff. You keep your stuff to yourself. OK, <laughs> I'm no longer allowed to buy big furniture. Yeah. Yeah. I've made a couple of oopsies in my defense. I'm still looking at the link and I still don't know where I went wrong. <laughs> but the couch finally came. Mm-hmm. Super excited. Um, and I, I, Steven, I swear to God. I'm looking at it. It said the back of the couch was 87 inches long. Okay. The wall we wanted to put it was like 101 or something. That should fit. Right. 
Well, when it showed up, it was longer than that. I'm just going to put that out there now. And I'm still staring at the link going, where did I go wrong? Well, the right arm of the L apparently was its own piece and not like the ottoman, like it looked like in the thing. So that added like another foot. Ah. So literally there's like a foot now in the way of the doorway going to the hall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if you couple that with the fact I bought it a new TV mm-hmm. that I did not pay attention that the legs were on the left and right side as opposed to the middle. So now it's too long for our entertainment center. So I have a chair pushed up alongside with books holding up that side. Um, we look real classy right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, even with the added PlayStation, I mean, you've got all this room in there, I'm sure. I know. It's like the room's <laughs> just getting smaller. <laughs> so when they put it together, you know, the movers were just like, well, you know, you're skinny. I guess you'll fit through, you know. So, <laughs> like, oh, we thanks. have any. <laughs> we just have to figure out a way to rearrange it in there. Like, there are some walls that are long enough. It's just like, then if we put the TV on the other side, there's no outlets over there. So it's kind of like... I think we're just pinned in for the moment. I don't know what to do about it. So um, I'm not allowed to buy big furniture anymore. You tried. You did good. You you had the measurements I did buy down. good things. Yeah. It's yeah. just somehow some I, extra piece went flying by. I'm still not sure how that happened. Even I went back to the lake while they were there because I was like, no. And well, at first they told them, I don't care if it takes up the entire living room. I'm just too excited to finally have a new couch that doesn't have potholes in it. Right. And, um, but then when I saw how much it went into the hallway, I'm like, oh yeah, we might need to, you know, do something about that. It's like, okay, this is, this is too much. Just, but it's so comfy. We both can lay down completely straight Mm -hmm. and watch TV and like, they're like the cushions stay together and up. Which, I mean. I'm not sitting sideways when I'm just trying to sit on the couch from dipping in, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to deal with the fact that it's like a foot in the hallway. I mean, sure. I mean, why not? It's not going to hurt anything. Live a little. It's so great, though, if we have, like, anyone of, like, a normal size come visit or whatever. You're just going to have to, like, go out the front door and around to use the bathroom. (laughs) We'll get it figured out before then, I'm sure. But for now, we're dealing with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because we can fit by and it's just too comfy. And I don't think we really feel like moving the entire living room around and trying to get more extension cords for electrical outlets on the other side of the wall. It happens. We just need to move. I'm sure our landlord's ready to kick us out, get some new people in here, charge more. I don't know. I mean, it, it couldn't hurt to move. <laughs> it's been <either>. a while. <laughs> so I wanted to make uh, one tiny little announcement, and then mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about uh, something, or I wanted you to help me explain some things to our to our listeners, and then oh, we'll get okay. into the normal flow of our show. Uh, first things first. Uh, we may have a TikTok now. Oh, do we? Yeah. Now, See, I'm learning this along with you, siblings. Um, <laughs> nothing's been posted yet, mm-hmm. or at least not to my knowledge, because maybe by tomorrow there may be something up. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it's out there. If there's something that might interest, like, do you want us to show us recording the show i don't know how to use tiktok even a little bit i'll throw that out to you right now when you're saying us mm-hmm. lace doesn't know how to use it okay well i, I downloaded it once i tried for like an hour and got very overwhelmed and uninstalled the whole thing and went i don't know that i can do well, again this. 
it's all new to me, but I know it's yet another source of um, of of eyeballs, promotional material. <laughs> so if we can get eyeballs from the TikTok world over here, great. If not, then it's just a waste of our time, and we'll dissolve it like we've done other things in the past. Okay. So all right, it's it's there. Uh, I I will try to do things like promote i don't know again i don't know how to do it i don't know i don't know yeah it would have just taken me i should have just like you know sat down read through how to do the editing and stuff i tried to find like a gen zer and mm-hmm. like handed my phone and i'm like how to show things you know um it showed me a little bit that's how i learned snapchat i mean it's like not- some 20 year old i worked with i'm like hey how do i do this <laughs> i'm so boomer for my age it hurts but i mean if nothing else i could get uh, my wife, or even my oldest daughter who lives here, uh, to you know, do it show for me. me. Yeah, like show they me could, how to do this. They could be in here recording as I'm sitting here talking and being all animated, and then they could post it for me, like a social media manager. You see, there how you that go. Works? Push oh it off on them. This is why you have kids, right? See, <laughs> that's why. All right, so we'll figure it out at some point. Okay. Just so there is know, a TikTok. There is a TikTok. If you want to go look for it, you can. Don't be disappointed if there's nothing there yet. But we'll work on it. See how it goes. Or be. There's nothing yeah. we can do about it. <laughs> exactly. I, I I would at least at like moment. to do something um, different. Like I was even thinking, you know, maybe we could have little TikToks featuring our little talking heads, you know, oh, our yeah. little characters. It can be done, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I've yeah. seen stuff on there before, so I've that's... seen some very creative stuff on there. So I know you can do it. It's just tapping into all of the little secrets in there. Mm-hmm. So as long as I can do it, and it's not going to take extra, extra, extra amounts of time to do it, we'll see. We'll see. That's all mm-hmm. I can say. Um, second of all, I wanted to talk, I wanted to kind of bring this up and if anyone is listening, I I, I guess I want to make it perfectly clear. This is not anything personal to anybody. Okay. Okay. But we have talked about this this week and I wanted to kind of just openly state it that way. Maybe, uh, we won't have to continue going through this. We get offers a lot for people Mm -hmm. wanting a follow for follow or review for review mm-hmm. kind of trade off and I, I don't like doing it because I don't feel like it's genuine and I do understand that there's a benefit to it you know mm-hmm. if I give you five stars you give me five stars and that's that's the benefit of it for a review or follows that makes your numbers go up great mm-hmm. but the way i look at it is not being genuine is what if i'm hitching my you know cab to this runaway train wreck and sure. i've sat here and given you know this this wonderful oh my gosh all the praise in the world to this wonderful podcast oh you got to go check them out and then they say or do something uh that absolutely does not you know, well, I, I'm sure the hope is that you would go listen to their podcast too, right? And that's the other part of it too <laughs> that I don't, I don't know for certain. Are yeah. you doing that? Right. Now, if I and and follow me here, if I do, like, if someone comes to me and says, "Hey, would you would you mind checking out our pod?" Sure, I'll give it a listen. Mm-hmm. It might be my new favorite thing. I didn't realize 
or know at the time that when I started listening to the podcasters assemble, that it would be something I truly enjoyed listening to. Right. I didn't just know a lovely group of humans. Yeah. It's lovely. Freaking lovely. Mm-hmm. So it became something that just kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, holy crap. I really like mm-hmm. what I'm listening to. I like the concept. Right. And it could happen to any of these other podcasts. There are other podcasts that I've listened to. Uh, some people that we actually, you know, see on Twitter on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to them religiously, but maybe I'll stop in and take a peek and be like, oh, okay, what are y'all talking right. about this week? Maybe you're talking there about something. There is only so many hours in a day after exactly. all. <laughs> like as much as we love everything. Yeah. There, there yeah. are numerous podcasts that I have yeah. had in and out of my life because one minute they had a slot. And the next minute, I lost interest, and I moved on, and something else kind of occupied that space. And I wish I could listen to every single one that I really, really want to listen to. But mm-hmm. again, yeah. it just it gets to a point where it's like, I've got to prioritize. I've got so right. many downloaded that I've not listened to because I just do not have the time. Mm-hmm. But that said, if I, I, I'm willing to give everyone's pod a listen, and if I enjoy it, I'll, I'll give you a five-star. I'll gladly mm-hmm. do it because I feel genuine about it. And I think, you know what? This has got promise. I can give you uh, a review based on how I feel about it in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's all I would ever ask for someone to do for us. I don't want someone to just do it because yeah. we're, we're trading off. I want to know that when someone puts their review down, whether it be Apple or or wherever, that you truly feel that you listen to our pod, you feel like that we are our great hosts, that we keep you informed, mm-hmm. entertained, whatever it may be that you want to you want to say about us, that you are being 100% genuine and you want to tell people about us. Same yeah. with your podcast. I If I like it to that point, I want to let people know about it. I want to say, you've got to check these guys out. If you're enjoying the content, you want it to continue, right? And the more ears on it, the, the, yeah. 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 So again, I do understand that that could work with a, with a trade-off of reviews, but I just, I I really dislike getting these messages Messages, and these, you know, these asks because Sometimes it just, I don't know what to expect. You know, if you, you're you a pod out there and, and you want to have a conversation with us, great. I'll have a conversation with you. But if it gets to that point where you're building to ask, don't bother. You know, again, yeah. it's nothing personal. I just, I don't want to do it. I will check out your podcast. I've done it for everybody who's who's come in. If I haven't mm-hmm. given you a review, I Maybe I just don't really like your content. And it's, again, nothing personal. Right. And it's not going to be for everyone. I'm sure we've had plenty of people listen to us and go, nah, and done. Never to return. And that's how life is. I don't like every media that's out there myself, personally. (laughs) It's just how humans are. I just don't don't want anyone to think that we're being jerks or or that I just, I can't do anybody a, a... a solid or something like that. It's nothing personal. I, I just, I promise you. But I, And I feel like you're going to feel so much better when you get that review as well, when it was a genuine one that you didn't have to go out and solicit for yeah. personally. I mean, I would hope. You take a you look know. at uh, uh, basically all the all of our reviews on Apple. 
We mm-hmm. have nine. And yeah. I don't recall soliciting a one. No. And, you know, it makes me feel good that these people took the time, whoever they may be. Of course, we know who one or two of them mm-hmm. are. But I didn't go, hey, guys, could you, you know, do yeah. that for me? I didn't, didn't ask. ask for that at all. Yeah. Did not ask once. And it, it made me feel good that they took the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated it. We appreciate it. Absolutely. So it's, a, it's the same thing as what I'm trying to, to convey here. I just, please, if you are a podcast out there, do not come to us asking for review trades. I just, I do not want to do it. If you would like me or us both to check it out, we will gladly give it a, mm-hmm. give it a listen. Give it a, a moment of our time. I can, I can do at least that much. If I enjoy it, I will try to put more eyes yeah. on it. If I don't, I would rather not say anything and just move along with my day. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. If I'm not enjoying a thing, I just turn it off. Yeah. Go on to something else, you know? I mean, there's... <laughs> I don't feel like everyone needs to know I hated it. Yeah, there's, there's no reason for me to tear it down or give it a bad review Mm-hmm. because I didn't like it. You know, even if it's just not for me, there's there's no point, well, I don't really care for it, but you might. I mean, what kind of review right. is that, you know? This is Right. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. Don't take it personal. <laughs> um yeah. it's it's just our preference. And I hope you can respect that. That's all I'm asking. Right. Hey, what have you been playing? Ah, well, we did discuss it a little bit. I did discover some new plants for the hubs in mm. No Man's Sky and uh, collected some milk. Apparently, I like the boring stuff. Mm. I just wanted to run around and collect stuff um, and cause him massive inventory management later on. Um, and so I did that, I guess, for like an hour or so until I was about done with that. Mm. <laughs> of course, I went back to Gas Station Simulator. Mm. It's so funny to me now. I feel like some of the... You, now I... <laughs> I unlocked a thing where like a party bus can just like happen by at any time mm-hmm. and it'll be like 30 people dressed as aliens just dancing coming into my gas station you know just making a huge mess by the way it's kind of irritating I don't know why they feel the need to drop like fish yeah freaking fish just flop it on my floor because that's in people's pockets sure. and like I know, carry fish around regular. all the time all the time all the time <laughs> Um, but I think I've actually gotten it um, as many upgrades as I possibly can with the game at this point. And since, again, I've never been like, ooh, achievements, I think I might be done. Because mm-hmm. now I just feel like I'm at the point where I'm just making money, making money, which is what you want. But I don't know. When I feel like I have goals where I'm still like upgrading or have to do something, that's where it'll keep my interest. But then now we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. They might do new updates or whatever. I will have to say, though, and I kept looking around just to see if it did. I feel like it should have been uh, released as early access because mm. there was a few little like kinks and stuff that if I had known it was early access, I would have been like, well, they're still working on it. But like for a full release, mm. nah, I hate to be that way, but nah, because like there, there's some pretty big glitches that can happen when you're trying to do the um cash register (laughs) sometimes if you just they accidentally overlap and you pick up an item one will just like shoot like straight off somewhere like huge i don't even know where it landed um and so then you you miss on that mini game because you didn't like collect the money for everything they wanted it's like but it went to the moon i don't even know where that (laughs) item is anymore so or you know just like little things like that that 
just a little glitchy when you're trying to do some stuff where I'm like a little bit more love uh, um, should have been refined there before it was as a full release. Sure. If I am completely blind, I've been trying to scour the Steam page and everything. Like, did I miss the fact that it said early access? I could not find it. So that would be my only thing because I do see they've got a lot of new simulation games coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a little more love on a few of those things or do early access. I mean, I'm not the type that feels like everyone should hang their hat on early access. Right. But um, if you're if you're going to go for 20 bucks asking price, I think maybe just a little bit more love on a couple of those smaller things um, or charge 15 as early access. And then, you know, uh, but regardless, I'm still the audience for stuff like that, apparently. And so I did enjoy it. And yes, I did wish list your other stuff. I would just request to please like not have items fly all over the place or so you know they did adjust it they did have a patch though i do because yeah. it was also a little obnoxious when i finally got employees they live in like a trailer on the other side of the land that i own i guess mm-hmm. um and then they would just like walk to their station and i'm like this is this is taking a while i'd really like you to you know yeah get back to the register because i don't want to do that anymore and that's why i pay you um but they had a patch, and then I, I told them to go somewhere, and they just took off running. And I'm like, well, this is still weird, but hey, I love it. They're getting there faster, and I could just tell them where to go and everything like that. And I'm a good person. I hired a guy who was just out of jail. He wanted to go to college. He's trying to make a good – you know, I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I need a mechanic. Yeah. Let's go. You're going to college. You're, you want to make better. Let's do it. So I, I'm hiring all of those people. Well, good. Good Bring for you. Look at you being yeah. progressive. Let's get you get you through your college, man. Let's get you on the right track. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And some of them look like a weird Elon Musk character. Yeah. That shops at my gas station quite <laughs> frequently. And a lot of people come in without shirts. I need to know where they feel it's acceptable to shop in a gas station without shirts. Just saying. Who knows? Anyway, way too long on this game. But I also... <laughs> Went back and tried not for broadcast because it had an update that um, said it addressed some of the things that I was still having issues with. So I re-downloaded that version. I was having to use the alternate version just to be able to play some challenges and stuff while they were working through the kinks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it did seem to work. But now I have three new achievements I have to get. And I'm like, wait a minute. I had all of them. I know Mm -hmm. after I just got done saying achievement hunting, but I think I've been very clear in the past when it comes to FMVs, I will. Because it's like new videos you get to see and everything. So now I guess I have to go back and get three more achievements with these challenges. Weak. Well, I'm okay with it because I do okay. love that game. Did you try it yet? I probably not. not. You probably no. haven't had time. Um, yeah. So I did go back and play some of that. There is a bug that I'm still having after all this time. So I guess I'll finally report it. Mm-hmm. I was just the type that was just being patient because it wasn't like interfering the game at all. Like I can get through the entire main game. It was just on one challenge where you do the music video for Hey Friendship. Mm-hmm. And, I, and no matter what I do, the score doesn't get logged. Hmm. It'll just still say like NA, like I haven't played it. And this has been since day one, since I got the game. And now that we're on this patch and it still did it to me yesterday, I was like, okay, I think I need to finally report it. I can't find anyone else reporting this bug. That's weird. So it's probably another thing that Lace found that's interesting, <laughs> that no dev has seen before because I've managed to find those kind of bugs. But so, again, it's not interfering with my gameplay. It's just kind of obnoxious that it keeps saying I haven't done that challenge when I know I've done it several times now just to try to get a score on it so I could say I finished all the challenges. Mm-hmm. Grr. 
You'll figure it out. I mean, I've... it'll happen. I know, and I've been patient. It's been out for over a year. But sure, now yeah. when we had this last patch, I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to say something now because it's must be just me or something weird going on. Yeah. But I still recommend it. Go buy it. It's so much fun. It's like one of my favorite FMVs. Mm-hmm. Which also made me look into ghosts more. I know I'm just rambling so much today. I don't know if anybody... I told you about that. The one where it's like, supposedly you can't play the game until like 10 p.m. your time. And it's supposedly like live, this F&B. It was on a Kickstarter for a while. And I just happened to think of it last night. I'm like, I wonder where they're at. Like, I feel like it's been a bit since I've heard of them. I want to say some dude named Jed who like does stuff with Shutter TV is also involved. Hold on. Let me look it back up. Yeah. Look this up. Let me look it back I up. feel like you mentioned it, but now I know I mentioned so sure. it a while ago, but it looks like they did meet their pledge. Mm-hmm. So I went back to their Kickstarter because I was like, I've got to see if this is still being worked. Yeah. Jed Shepard is the one. Um, he's writing and directing it. Uh, looks like... With Visible Games, so that's the name of the team. Visible Games is making it. And then Limited Run Games, if people are familiar with them, they do mm. tend to like help remake a lot of things or put it back onto a physical copy or on a console copy or whatever. So uh, they've done a lot of those FMVs, like bringing them back to working on today's hardware, basically. Let's put it that way. Because yeah. um, some of them are so old. It's like Seventh Gas, Night Trap, Phantasmagoria, stuff like that. You needed more of kind of like an upgrade. Um, so... This is why I think I'm going to freaking, freaking love it. Because you know how much I love Not For Broadcast. Mm -hmm. Well, the way this gameplay is, is you are playing, you are outside as the broadcast producer in charge of what's being shown to the viewers at home. So you're playing, um, uh, it was a TV show where they would uh, hunt ghosts. Or like in places that were supposed to be haunted. So think of it like one of those cable TV shows where we're ghost hunters, blah, blah, blah. Here we go, you know. Um, But then this company called Fry TV, Fright TV, Fry TV, Mm -hmm. um, picked up ghosts, you know, um, when the ratings began to drop. And so they they picked it back up so we could do the show again. So I get to be the one to control like what goes on live, how you see what's going on in there. So instantly I'm like, yep. Yep, yep, because it was giving me that not-for-broadcast feel. Um, and then they may make it, the cast may not, but I kept getting myself hung up on this having to play at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it's like the more I read about it, I get it for the immersive purposes, and it, 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 it it's a neat thing, but I keep getting myself hung up on it, man, yeah. that I'm like telling me when I can play the game. Now, it did show that... They, they are planning for like an unlockable watershed version of it. So like if you pass a certain test, you can unlock where a, a version of the game you could play. And But it's live. They keep doing that hitch. It's live. But I know mm. it can't be like live. Right. I don't think you're going to have these actors coming in indefinitely at 10 p.m. local time. And again, this is like wherever you live in the world, it's 10 p.m. your time. So however they have their engine programmed, 10 p.m. wherever you live. Hmm. So don't don't get hung up on like 10 p.m. GMT. I have to be awake at 6 a.m. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's wherever you live. Um, and it also tells you that you better take your like little potty breaks and your snack breaks and everything ahead of time. Because once it starts, like you're in it. Hmm. You know, that so. That's a hell of a commitment too. 10 p.m. I mean, if I wanted to play that, it would have to be set. On a Friday or a Saturday. Yeah. 
for I mean at least for a regular week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. But as much as I like to replay FMVs, so like if I, let's just say I go, and again, they're being very vague about a lot of it, which I appreciate for spoiler purposes, because it does seem like they're trying to do something a little unique and different here. Mm. <clears throat> but what if I kill them all off and I want to play again? I can't. I have to wait till 10 p.m. the next night, you know? So it's like these yeah. things that I'm thinking of in my head. I'm like, so then are they just dead? And I just have to go, okay, well, I guess I'll try again tomorrow. Um now in my head it sounds cool but in the moment i feel like it's gonna make me rage because i just want to play the damn game i bought again (laughs) yeah no i get it i'm so hung up on that one part and maybe i shouldn't be um but yeah keep an eye on it it's looking like february of 2022 is the uh hopeful uh release date um it looks like the kickstarter is now closed you can still buy merch and stuff for it Mm mm-hmm um but they met their goal so that made me happy i was like all right so maybe maybe this will come out i don't know i'm very intrigued by it i really 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 want to play it but i'm i i don't am i being stupid siblings should i just get over this 10 p.m thing like i feel like it's it's a fair it's a fair observation to have because if if you finish like in the blink of an eye for that day, then what the hell? I mean, right. you're you're practically being told you cannot play your game right now. But the, the, but their their hook for the reasoning was like back in the day when you would all just kind of sit down at the same time to watch your ghost stories and all this stuff where you didn't get to just stream everything at any point of the day whenever you wanted. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of that feeling of everyone had to come together at that same time to play it. So it's like a lot of the unique reasoning behind it Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to downgrade it. Like, because it does look fine. It looks awesome. It looks well shot. I'm impressed by, like, the level of people that are involved in it. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I'll just keep my eye on it. Because you know I'm going to get it anyway. Yeah. You know I will. And you know I'll play it. And I'll probably love it. And I'll just be upset if I can't play it indefinitely. Oh, anyway, I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to talk about it again, man. It's really got my eye now. I was spending so much time trying to find new stuff for it yesterday. Yeah. And I joined the Discord. I'm a lurker. Mm. And nothing wrong with it. I don't plan on saying anything, but I do want to lurk in there to see updates and stuff like that. Fair enough. (laughs) But then outside of that, what have you been playing? Uh, Not a whole lot. Um. Like I said, I, w- I wanted to talk about Kenna this week, but that didn't happen. Mm. Uh, I did finish Oxenfree. It's not for me. No. You know? All right. I-, I think yeah. I think it's just too story heavy for what I was in a mood for. Fair. Um, where it's kind of, I don't want to say like a walking simulator, but I guess it kind of has that element to it because you're these characters and you're just walking from place to place another thing it does that irks me is people Mm -hmm. talk so damn much that you can walk into another area and they're still talking or you're gonna cut them off if you walk into the other area so it's like please finish your thought hurry up so i can finish this up or you're just gonna miss a conversation so, Does the text come down and can you skip? Because then I would just read faster than they, they talk and then I would just skip it, move on. No. If you can, you can't. Damn. No. <laughs> they just start having conversations. The only thing that pop up are your uh, dialogue choices. So mm-hmm. this is one of those games where you're either super nice, you're dismissive, you're an asshole. Sure. And I don't know how to be. 
you know, I'm just. I'm, well, your first run, you should just play with it. Yeah. I was just. I always feel like the first run, you're never going to nail one side or the other because you're still trying to figure out what it's what it's doing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, since it wasn't a super long game, I just went ahead and decided I'll go ahead and finish it. Finish it. But I just, I don't know if I, it's not for me. I can just say that. I cannot That's see fair. myself replaying it for trophies, stories, whatever, because I just, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care to. I got the that's story fine. and I'm I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, well, ho- that's how life is. Hopefully, next week I can talk about something uh, with greater detail. But that was about it. Oh my gosh, I want to play that so bad now, Kenneth. I might just throw more money at it. Screw mm-hmm. it. Who needs food? Yeah, screw it. You need all the little <laughs> cute dust mites or whatever the hell it they looks are. Looks so cute, and I know like you're like, oh, that's why she wants to play it. Yes, judge me. Hey, that is why I want to play it. It looks gorgeous, and they look adorable. And I feel like I would sit there and just smile ear to ear at the adorableness of it the entire time. Yes, that is my valid reasoning for wanting to play it. The the just the uh, the way it looks alone is what really sucked me into wanting to play it because so I was like, beautiful. it is gorgeous. Yeah. So I was. I played, like I said, a little, and I'm talking maybe like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and so it's not enough to really kind of give any kind of uh, genuine response about how the gameplay works and everything like that, but I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I could get into this, you know? Okay. So I just need some time to really sit down and, and dig yeah. deep. Looks but like it could be beefy. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how long it'll be. But it's it's definitely gorgeous. I will admit to that and it's like i'm finally in a position where i could see it in all of its gorgeousness mm-hmm. so <laughs> let's talk some news there's there a was little some bit news. Yeah. there was some news i'm gonna save some of the bigger ones for towards the end just because you know it's more fun and why not end on a on a higher note you know more fun uh another activision blizzard update i swear mm-hmm. i think the whole building's just on fire and well you know what okay um but yeah, another update um, on this poop show that it is becoming. Uh, so Activision Blizzard is now under another federal investigation. Mm. They're just collecting these babies. I tell you what, um, uh, by the SEC this time, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, but with this investigation, they passed out a few subpoenas as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bobby Kotick got a little subpoena there. Um, and what's a record of Kotick's communications with other company executives about the sexual harassment and discrimination complaints that he might have actually known about? Oh, the you think? Entire time. Yeah. Uh, 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 isn't mm. it such a hot, sexy photo they're, they're circulating of his face, too, oh, yeah. with this article? It's hilarious. I tell you, they always. Anyway. <clears throat> Don't feel bad for this situation even a little bit. Sorry, Bobby. Maybe, 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 maybe finally. I don't know. Although it looked like they were talking about like millions to pay for mm-hmm. a dude who cuts himself 230 a year. That doesn't seem harsh enough. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. None mm-hmm. of this has actually gone to court yet. But like, really? Millions. That's like me losing a couple hundred bucks out of my pocket one day is all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd still be fine. Um, so they are requesting these documents. Uh, they also want like the minutes from all the board meetings since 2019 personnel files of the six former, uh, of six former employees. I shouldn't say of the six, there was plenty more of that that came out, um, and separation agreements that were made with staffers over the last year. 
So they're wanting all of this stuff. Uh, what it means in the long run, I don't know yet. You know, it seems like they're just collecting every kind of people who does investigations. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this could be a drawn out mess or crumble. I, I don't know. Uh, so I'm not a lawyer. So I can't really wrap my head around how a company could be this garbage and continue on the way that it has for this for this while um, for these poor workers. Um, so we'll, I guess, see if any more bombshells comes out in the next week. So I feel like each week they, they got a new lawsuit or something. Yeah. Um, but along with this, they had another high level uh, Blizzard Entertainment employee leave. Um, Claire Hart, who is Blizzard Entertainment's chief legal officer, made the announcement via a LinkedIn post uh, that her last day was September 17th. And, of course, she's like, yeah, the past three years have been full of unexpected twists and turns. I bet they have. And I feel honored to have worked with and met so many great people at Blizzard and across Activision Blizzard businesses, Hart said, as she departed. She was being way too kind. Oh, well, I mean, she's still got to look professional for her future job prospects. Come on now. But that's also the sign of someone (laughs) seeing that the building is on fire. Hashtag burn it down. And walking out, being like, you know what? I think I need to go. Chief legal officer. Mm-hmm. Someone who they probably need right now. Probably need right now. I was yeah. just like, no, you know what? <laughs> Screw this. I'm out. I'll see you later. Who knows how long she'd been trying to battle this thing, too, internally. Like, I could be making all of this up, by the way. Just, just so you know. I'm just spitballing ideas here. This is not any proof of this. But she could have been trying to fight this for a long time. Or been in on it and getting out before mm-hmm. maybe her name starts to pop up. I have no idea. This again, just me speculating. But uh what is that like five or six now high level? Which they never really did say if the other ones were like let go or left on their own accord. I'm assuming it was just kind of built into some sort of agreement to try to get some of maybe the more egregious names that we're familiar with out of the way Mm -hmm. um and then maybe the ones we just don't know about could still be hanging out you know there's a lot of people that work there i guess i'm curious to see (laughs) what happens when everything because i honestly feel like this is gonna get worse oh before we see any major change so what does kodak do when his back is against the wall is he going to bow out they're going to force him out. I mean, he's he's responsible for most of this, if not all of it. Agreed. So if anybody needs to go, it's his fat ass. Yeah, I said gonna it. punish them, a couple mil ain't going to do it. I'm just going to throw that out there right now if that's really what we're looking for at the punishment. Because, again, just the checks he cuts himself a year, that's nothing. Yeah. He's a That's nothing. horrendous, greedy fucking chud who needs to lose everything and go to jail, quite frankly. Which we never were fans of his before even all this started to leak and come out as confirmed. No. He was already a garbage <laughs> human being doing garbage <laughs> shit and treating people like they are ants. And he's just god of the world in Activision. I, I don't want him to come out of this unscathed, which could happen because we see it all the time. All the uh, He's good, got enough money to throw at the problem. But. Yeah. Good people get shit on while the worst, greedy, they, they can just get away with murder, it seems like. They really do. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's now four or five lawsuits that they've got going on, two at the federal level, or one at the federal level for sure, and then the state of California. Anyway, I can't keep track anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one we're just going to have to keep an eye on and see what starts to shake loose once all this actually starts to kind of make its way through the system. So, (sighs) yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know how to end this on a high note anymore. Hopefully we'll a- be saying here soon they're all gone. It's been cleaned up. They have more democracy and who gets a say within their walls. And all I want to we'll keep an eye on it. All I want to see is that those who've been wrong, every employee who's been shit on, cheated out of anything, mm-hmm. worked to the to the bone. Let go just so he could have a bigger bonus. Anything. Anybody who's yep. been affected by this company, wrongly affected by this company, I want them to get what they are due. Owed. Yep. So and Maybe a little more, just because you were jerks about it this entire time. Oh, yeah. They, I don't know. They deserve a bonus of some sort. They, they need justice and then something, a cherry on top. How's that? Right. I Yeah. Ah. Uh, ugh. Well... Bless the workers. Hopefully you do get everything that you are due and more. Mm. That's all I can say at this point. But this is a weird one for me. Now, I, you know, I'm a Quantic Dream fan. I do enjoy the cinematic experiences they create via Heavy Rain, Detroit Become Human, all this kind of stuff. So it's been floating around that they are making a Star Wars game. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Just not from a dev team I would have expected. No. And and the only reason is that at first I was like, ooh, that could be a interesting Star Wars experience because they are definitely, it's a niche thing, right? You'll, yeah. It's a big cinematic story heavy, you know, that's what they do. So I was like, ooh, I might actually enjoy this one. But it actually looks like it might be like an action adventure game coming from Quantic Dream, which is why I was like, have I seen this before? Uh, yeah, they, the, the, now I was reading it from Kotaku and they even admitted like, I, we can't with 100% certainty say, um, but you know, all those ever loving insider mm-hmm. anonymous sources, but apparently on September 16th, Quantic Dream and Disney made a deal or it was started. The rumor was coming out about September 16th that they had made a deal. Um, and another couple of news outlets I was finding were backing up this claim that the project had been active actually for about 18 months already. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went on to add that it may not be in the conventional Quantic Dream style where we're used to just like having this huge experience, very story heavy, QTEs all over the place, you know, for your gameplay. Um, supposedly more traditional action gameplay with the possibility of open world and multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like their style of game. It's not there at all that I could think of. Because like the very first one I remember, oh my gosh, it was the one right before Fahrenheit or Indigo Prophecy, depending on where in the world you lived, uh, made the difference on the title. Why am I the worst for remembering anything? Anyway, I played that one too. Uh, All of them were like story driven, Mm -hmm. you know? So I played Fahrenheit. I think it was actually Indigo Prophecy was the stateside one. I don't know. I remember I bought it at Best Buy, you know, back in the day when you used to buy hard copies of PC games. Um, Very weird and bizarre. (laughs) But, you know, I loved those types of games. So this will be interesting for me to see because I'll admit I was kind of on board when I thought it was Quantic Dream style. Now I'm like not so sure. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's just not my drive. Like I get Star Wars is a big deal and people love it. 
I just never really joined the bandwagon, mm. as it were. I can I can respect what it's done. I just don't but, gravitate towards it. But I mean, I would be interested in seeing a Star Wars game in the vein of their usual yeah. game. I mean, you tell a solid story, so I'm I'm there for it. In the Star Wars universe, of course, I'm there for it. Whatever you got to do, I don't need to be a Jedi. I don't need to be tell whatever mm-hmm. story you want to tell. In any which it's way, fiction after yeah. all, you can make up whatever. <laughs> I mean, for for example, I haven't watched them all yet, but here's a great. Ex- this is one of those opportunities. Again, we don't know everything. This is all kind of speculative at best. Right. They just released a series on Disney Plus called Star Wars Visions, and it's a. They're like uh, nine episodes. They're kind of about uh, fifteen minutes uh, okay. average, like little shorts. Yeah. Most, I think each one, with the exception of maybe two, may have been also done by the same studio. But they they hired uh, like seven different anime studios who are well known for other, you know, big anime projects or whatever. They Mm -hmm. said, we want you to do a Star Wars thing. Do whatever you want. So free reign to tell whatever Star Wars story in whatever way they wanted to freedom to play mm-hmm. in the Star Wars, you know, toy yeah. box to do whatever in whatever style you want. Like the very first episode that I watched, it was straight up like samurai, which is great because yeah. that's what a lot of these stories were based on, you know, or the original Star Wars movie. So they went literal and they made this Jedi, you know, a Ronin. Uh-huh. And he's got the robes. He's got the hat. I mean, the village he walks into, like one of these old Chinese villages in these old movies. Mm-hmm. And why why not do that? So with Quantic Dream, why not just say, yeah. you know what? Star Wars. Do whatever you want. There you go. Why? Why not? All you got to say, and I think that was the the rules that they they set in place for Visions, was everything, you know, with the Skywalker saga, the the nine movies, it's off Mm -hmm. the table. Beyond that, do whatever you want. Play. Yeah. Yeah. You can touch anything you want. As long as you're not doing anything within those movies, you know, you're good. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm just curious about their game engine. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to build a new one, use like Unreal 5 or something like that. Because uh, yeah. I wouldn't imagine the engine they've been using would lend itself to open world action gameplay. But yeah. I literally don't know if I'm honest, I've not been educated in how all of that works. But uh, just kind of would, we'll see. Hmm. I guess we'll see. I would be interested to see what they do with it because in my head, it's just kind of a far cry from anything they've done, or at least under the Quantic Dream label. Right. I don't know if he's done a lot of stuff like with other things. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll just wait and see. Cause if it's only been in, in, in progress for about 18 months, I imagine we still got a year or two away before we're going to hear anything solid about a release date or if it continues in development. Yeah. 18 months seems like a good sign that it's at least been continuing on. Sure. Makes you wonder how soon they started giving away that license when they knew EA's thing was up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody's been jumping on so many now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like EA's out of the way. Go, go, go. go. <laughs> while we're talking uh, about Disney for a moment, uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw this, and I don't want to go on too much of a rant here because this will eat up the rest of the show if I did. Mm. Uh, I saw that uh, Disney has filed lawsuits against comic creators, or at least their families, 
to ensure that they own the characters that they uh, own. So they're fighting for the copyrights for Iron Man, Captain America, Spider-Man, the Avengers, all these things from these, the families of, you know, the artists. The people who legitimately created them. Yeah. They're, 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 I, I didn't go into great detail trying to figure out why this is even starting, but I think it had something to do with the copyrights about to lapse. Mm. Because it's oh, been, probably. you know, yeah. so obviously they could go into public domain or the families could snatch those rights back and be like, these are ours. So if you want our I stuff. Feel like, I feel like you should have that written into your contract, like upon my passing. But again, I know they're going to want to own it till forever and ever. Well, the biggest problem is that comic creators, artists, writers have... Uh, historically been screwed out of their creations by the comic companies. Imagine that. Artists getting screwed over. Right? Like, if you've never heard of the name Bill Finger, um, it's because... I have from our conversations, but... But any of you out there, if you don't know who Bill Finger is, he's the man who created Batman, not Bob fucking Kane. All he did was uh, steal everything that Bill Finger did and say, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. Mm-hmm. And he never got his due. But over time, I mean, we've seen his name is finally starting to show up on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Siegel and Schuster, the guys who created Superman, it took lawsuits to get what they were owed. You know, these, I mean, these guys were fucking poor They were living out of these shacks, watching their creation rake in millions for this comic company. And they were getting dick. And we all know how popular Superman is. Oh, God, yes. But yet they they couldn't get a dime? They literally died penniless from what I've heard. But then they had the audacity to yell at ScarJo about being greedy. That's what I think is funny. Maybe she was or wasn't, but like we're coming from you guys, really? Hmm. No, this is someone (laughs) protecting their assets is what it is. Because, again, you go through the comic uh, roster of, of writers and artists. How many have been screwed over watching their creations rake in billions for other Mm -hmm. people just because it became popular? They don't know what's going to happen. They didn't know it was going to be popular. They just said, right. you know what? I had an idea. This is a great idea. Cool. And the character takes off. They don't know that in the moment. They're just creating something they think might. And I think a lot of them get screwed into a horrible contract with the excitement of actually getting to do something with their craft. Mm-hmm. And we're all learning how these industries work now. Yeah. I and could imagine in the time then, you wouldn't have really thought about how badly they'd screw you over 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, you know? Well, see, the just, uh, justification that, I guess, Disney, or more specifically Marvel, depending on where all this is coming from, it'd have to be Marvel, but something tells me mm-hmm. Disney's hand is on top of it being like, you need to do this now, or we're going to lose everything, is they're going to try to argue, oh, these were worked for higher gigs. So, you know, these guys were just working for us. Therefore, what they created for us is ours, Despite uh, what they did create, they were working for us. Work for hire. Yeah. This is now ours. And has been for excellent. All they have to do is just cut them a check for crying out loud. 
Ed Brubaker, okay? I listened to a an, an interview with Kevin Smith, and he talked about he created the Winter Soldier. You got two, three Captain America movies he's been in, had got his own series now, popular, mm-hmm. popular, billions, made from the stories that he wrote. And he admitted, I didn't create Bucky, but I created the story that, you know, he, he now is now popular and, and best associated with. You know what he got? $5,000. And a pat on the back. All right, good. Thank you. While they've been making billions. Wow. Off of but his see, I'm concerned. Story. Isn't there... Hmm. See, I could go on a long tangent. I'm mm-hmm. like, isn't there SAG protections for writers as well? I'm starting to wonder. Like, I and maybe I don't understand that side of it either with... Uh, yeah, we can go on all day. I just yeah, I, wanted to I can bring go on up. all day. I'm like, how are they allowing them to get treated this way? But yeah. Hmm. Anyway, continue with anyway, the news. Yes, <laughs> we could. We could like pay your artist people. Jesus, yeah. I'm, so, I'm sick of having to have this conversation. Without the artist, you uh, don't have these things. Exactly. Oh, what you only did work for how long? But you're using it in perpetuity for how long? Yeah. That's why even actors get residuals for crying out loud, because you're going to constantly keep using that work. Anyway, Ubisoft did a whole nice little Streisand effect this week. Mm, oh. mm. <laughs> it kind of made me laugh. So do you remember when we briefly reported, I guess it was like a month or two ago, um, about that NVIDIA GE Force Now leak that had like some project names for games and people were like, ooh, is new things coming? And they saw like Titanfall 3 or Half-Life 2 or like remasters or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a PC version of God of War. Anyway, uh, NVIDIA did come out and was like, no, we were just like playing around with some stuff and saying that, you know, these titles were speculative for internal tracking and testing or whatever. We all moved on with our lives. Sure. We all moved on uh, until interest picked up again, of course, because Ubisoft decided to issue a DMCA takedown notice to Steam DB operator Pavel Jundik, who had a copy of the list on GitHub. So they wanted that list taken down. Okay. <laughs> and he removed it like he was told. But of course, there's so many copies. It's the internet already. I don't even understand what the point of wasting your time on that was because it's never actually going to be down from the internet. Uh, so, of course, with Ubisoft being the only one to make a fuss, people decided to go, why does Ubisoft care? And we all turned our attention to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, nobody had any freaking idea. And then Ubisoft decided to say something. And now we're all like, oh, maybe there was legitimacy then to their list. Um I think it's just funny when they create their own problems. That wasn't even a problem in the first place. None of us would have even thought about it, moved on with our lives. You could have left that list up there forever mm-hmm. in a day. Um, <laughs> but so, of course, we started looking into their titled projects. Everything was like Project Something at this point, you know, like Meteor or Over or Project Q or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, project appeared like 300 times. Let's put it that way. So there's not like really going to help you a whole lot. Um, and some were apparently duplicates. Um, but yeah, you might have just given some legitimacy to this list, Ubisoft. So well done. So why do DMCA if you're just testing things? Sure. Why bother at all with NVIDIA when they already made a statement saying, hey, we're appeasing the masses. We're keeping it under ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't care enough about their games, I guess. I'm just like, let's go do it. But I did have to laugh that they just created their own problem. As Nobody was paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. As they do every single As time. As they do. 
Yes, they do. So I don't know. I mean, honestly, if we break down the projects, it's probably like 300 more Assassin's Creed games. Let's be real, guys. Yeah. And Just Dances. And <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't hate me. No. I, I'm no, not, you, though. I mean, you're, you're being fairly <laughs> honest. We're, they don't have like a diverse roster of games. It's just the next 300 years worth of Assassin's Creed. Just call that. Passes. <laughs> Let's talk about Nintendo Direct. Please. Let's do that, because it's fun. There was a lot to talk about out of this Direct. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty unexpected sure. announcements. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if you're a fan, you're getting a new Kirby game. Mm-hmm. Looks like it was the first time it was like a 3D platformer for... In a long time. I feel like there time. was maybe one on the 64 that I can vaguely Ooh, remember. Maybe. But... well. I don't, like, it has been a long time since there's been any type of Kirby game like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was kind of a nice welcome change of pace. It's like, oh, okay, we're actually you getting a, a Kirby adventure of sorts. I admit 3D platformers can be a problem. I mm-hmm. think no one's really nailed how to get those camera angles to be good and everything sure. like that. But... I like. Was it like a post-apocalyptic kind of you think? But like the world still looked pretty. But mm-hmm. Not yeah, quite like sure. more of an yeah, like an open world sort of deal. So interesting approach. Definitely mm-hmm. a different way to play Kirby. You're welcome from Nintendo if you were excited <laughs> about that. I guess um, they did announce Dying Light Two for the Switch, but the cloud version. Cloud so if version. you were wanting to mm. do that, that looks like how we'll probably get some of the bigger games on the Switch. It's just a hardware thing, I think, yeah. for a lot of it. So it's like you could play it well with really great internet or buy another console. This <laughs> is why Nintendo <laughs> needs to beef up their hardware. I get they never the gimmick. really did go out with stuff like that, though, eh? Like, well, this is why they've always been on the outsets because every time they do something, their hardware is always behind what everybody else is doing. So all these mm-hmm. bigger games, you know, people can love. I'm I'm a great example of that. You can love Nintendo stuff, and mm-hmm. I would have stuck with them had a lot of these games been able to be on this other platform. Yeah. But the fact that they seem to just be like, well, we'll give you a cloud version, I guess, or a downgraded version. I remember having to, the very first time I played uh, the Ghostbusters game, I had to play a downgraded version on the Wii that the characters uh, look like cartoons. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? While everybody else is getting these big, fancy, realistic versions or g- graphics. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I get, I get that they're... I feel like... When Nintendo is making games for Nintendo, it's always fantastic. When mm-hmm. you have like the Zelda games and the Mario games and stuff like that, it's built for those things. It's great. It works well. I guess now that we're in that day and age where everybody wants these big AAA, amazing looking, pro- you know, games to run on all the things, that's where I think the issue starts to hit. Mm-hmm. All the other ones runs fine. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It was built for it. You know. Sure. <clears throat> I don't know if they'll ever do it. I feel like maybe a lot of it is just because they also do try to maybe keep costs down, like yeah. to a way that they feel they can sell their consoles. Because have they ever really released one that was more than three hundred bucks? Not really, I don't think. Like even including inflation, like NES back in the day was what like one hundred and twenty nine, which would have probably been easily like two hundred bucks or something now. Or mm. I don't know. I know that anyway. GameCube was probably the last time they really tried to stay with. The, like uh, faster yeah, yeah like really trying to keep up graphics hardware like trying to stay with you know with the big boys mm-hmm. and then 
it just didn't work the way they'd planned. So it was like, well, screw it. We'll do our own thing. To hell with it. And it works. Mm-hmm. Still works for what they want to do when you're trying to port over other things. Yeah, it's not probably not meant to be your only console. Sure. I don't know. Depends yeah. on how you game. You do you, man. Yeah. Uh, a new update for Animal Crossing, of mm-hmm. course. If you want, if you want more Animal Crossing, I can't remember the last time I've opened it up. I should probably see how many of my animals are just leaving now. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken care of them in a year. <laughs> yeah, my my daughter Calliope is probably the only one I've actually see actively play it around here. Ah. Well, that's a perfect game for her. It's just—it's a cute game, though. Yeah. I did like it, but I just... For me, when it's real-time stuff, if you're legit telling me I can't come back for, like, 24 hours to do a thing, I have a big problem with people telling me when I can and can't play a game I played. I think it's right, right. I bought it. Why are you telling me I have to wait? Um, if it was multiplayer, fine. And mm-hmm. I guess in a sense it is. You know, but, like, on my single-player games, I should play whatever I want. You know. Right. Uh <laughs> uh, your wife might like this though monster hunter rise sunbreak getting some looks yeah, like a I, new i must have missed this for that i guess i i joined the uh the announcement late they must have done that like right at the outset because i didn't see that yeah it just looks like another but it looks like a big expansion like new monsters new areas new things to run around in also supposedly coming to pc next summer Mm-hmm. So if you play it on that, you know, so yeah, more Monster Hunter, I didn't more know monsters, that... more stuff, more fun. Yay. So Monster Hunter Rises on the PC? Well, it's saying next summer. So like, huh. no, like this it looks like it should be coming to it. We'll see. I always take those with a grain of salt also. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the ports just don't work out. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Sometimes they just don't. Or it'll be there, but you're not going to want to play it on that board. <laughs> sure. Um, Disco Elysium coming to the Switch also. Mm, go yeah. play it. Another way to go play it. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Uh, I, I really want to talk about those collections. Yo. Yeah. I know what the big thing is everyone's going to want to talk about, but we're, we're going to get there. Yeah, we're get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Dude, Castlevania Advanced Collection. Are you ready for the salt? Are you ready for the tears again? I'm not going to touch that. Because <laughs> I still have that feeling of back as a kid. Mm. Like, I don't know that I ever beat it. I just, I, I got no, <laughs> I got nothing for it. I'm just like, no. I got the, that didn't. I got the Castlevania Collection I wanted. I'm good. You're good? All yeah. right. Well, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, man, the announcement of what, I guess like an expansion to your online service is how they were trying to sell it to us as, but we're getting like the N64 games. Yeah, but yeah. you see, I don't know how I feel about this tiered bullshit because yeah. you're saying, okay, so what you've got now is this, but if you want to play N64 and Genesis games, guess what? You can just play a little bit more. How much more? Oh, we're not going to tell you right now. We're is it indefinitely? Do I pay for it once? Do I, well, you know? That's... I'm sure it'll be it'll be the the however they do it now. And granted, okay. I'll admit, for a year, it's not a lot that we're already paying now. It's maybe like over thirty bucks. Thirty bucks, yeah. yeah. I so I know that. it's not a lot, but you're saying, and again, they didn't even say how much. They were right. just like, so we're gonna add a tier, and it'll cost a little bit more if you want these games. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was like, how much more are we talking? Five bucks? Ten bucks? How much? Oh, we'll tell you later. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking okay. about? <laughs> <laughs> Let 
us plan for our day now. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully one will know by October because they're saying the N64 games should be coming to the online service in October. Yeah. Um, I mean... And they released the when did, how much was the S the NES and the SNES ones? I know that was more like a console buy a thing on its own and this will be online, but maybe it'd be on par? I mean, it wasn't any di- I mean the it's still all part of that whole 30 buck, you know, thing. You oh, get the yeah. Switch on or Nintendo online, getting those access to those games was just kind of like you're not just getting to play with your friends, but you can even play these games here too. It's like we're just giving mm-hmm. them away to you for free, but these you're going to have to pay for. It's like, you sons of bitches. Which is funny you chose the N64 one to like. Yeah, and look, <laughs> the the games that they listed out on there, there wasn't, there was maybe one among them that I was like, ah, I kind of would like to play that again, and that was Star Fox. Outside of that. See, mine was F-Zero. I was like, ooh. And yeah, F-Zero would be a good one. And I was just looking at it, and I was like, eh. like some of the others. I've played Ocarina of Time to Death. Super Mario 64 played it to death. Mario Kart, I think. Was Mario Kart. Dr. Mario. Yeah, yeah. Played yeah. him to death. It's just not something I'm I'm eager to go back to. And even Star Fox is kind of not that mm-hmm. I dislike it, but it's just like, do I want to play this again? I don't know. Maybe I might get back to it and just be like, I this is not as fun as I remember. You know, sure. 20 years ago. Or trying to gain a new audience yeah. might be a little harder too. But I don't know. But I did see Banjo-Kazooie, which was surprising, mm-hmm. to be honest, because that was a rare game, and I thought that that was still something they had ownership to. So, oh, good point. I do not I know if this would be feasible, but I'm going to cross my fingers. They want me to pay for that and be there? Bring me Conker's Bad Fur Day. I will be there in a heartbeat. I will there you go. Like, your money. I He's got, got his wallet out and ready. Yeah. I'll be there in a heartbeat. Now again, I know it's it's difficult because of the rare thing, but I thought Microsoft and, and Nintendo had been playing nice there for a little while, so why not? Yeah. Given, I feel like Microsoft is playing nice with everyone or trying to these yeah. days. It's not like <laughs> it really I'm, feels that way. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm asking for them to to port over like one of the fancier versions. I'm just talking about just give me the old one. You know, mm-hmm. no one's playing it. No one's touching it. Come on, give me that. Right? Give it here. It's another one of those games they want to yank. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> Just for the sake of it, apparently. Yeah, the Sega games was what really kind of... Yeah. I was like, that just seemed like a weird mix. Now, granted, all of them... I played most of them. Yeah. I did have a Genesis. I did. Um, Castlevania Bloodlines. Looked like Contra. A version of Contra was coming. Echo the Dolphin, which... Uh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Fantasy Star Online Four, though I know that like that that was a pretty big deal. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, which that's again, just to name a few. I, I know there's more that they listed, but um, I don't feel like I saw a projected date for that Sega. I'm reading my notes again. It didn't seem like that one was October. I feel like N64 said October. This one was like soon ish. But if you take and a look, no pricing. Yeah, but <laughs> as you, we had already discussed. If you take a look at that game or that game list, though, it's it's almost like the same list that they put out for those uh, consoles that they put out. You remember? Yeah, those minis. It's like, hey, yeah. here's the Sega Mini, but here are the games. It's like, oh, these are the same games that I had on that. So I paid fifty bucks for this. Now you're making me pay for this shit too. And mm-hmm. every time Sega puts out some collection, it's always the same games. It's like, do, do you well, not have anything else? I guess they knew which else? ones. Yeah. 
these are the ones people liked. So we'll just keep doing those. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, that one didn't really grab my interest. No. Out of the out of the the uh, the the list there, and it might grow. I don't know if they were just putting like a few mm-hmm. that they thought would get our interest up, or if those are set in stone. Those are the games you're getting. Um, but yeah, like we were discussing, I guess it's just like an add-on. We'll figure out soon, hopefully, what what that'll be. Um, but then they also announced um, some controllers to mm-hmm. go along with these games. Um, so a wireless Sega Genesis controller, which is built to be used on the Switch. Um, it's a three-button version that's available for purchase. But interestingly, there is a six-button version, but only in Japan. Yeah, what the hell's up with yeah. that? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I don't know why they get six buttons, but um, each controller, they're 50 bucks. So about like your normal controller in the States. Um, and it'll be sold only to Nintendo Switch online subscribers. So be careful. You'll probably have scalpers, just saying. So I guess you could get it. But you see, you this have a is subscription. Nintendo doing their shit again, nickel and diming for every damn service. Oh, I have no interest in it for their controllers. I get the immersion. Yeah. Kind of cool. First time you're ever going to have a wireless version of something like that. Mm-hmm. We were corded up left, right, and center back in the day. Yeah. Um, but the controllers we got work. They're just, they, 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 they work just the same. And I think they're only really built to work with these versions of the games yeah. that are coming out. Because <laughs> there is an N64 one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, meant to be kind of compatible with the N64 games. Let's all, okay. Hot take, maybe. I don't know. I love the N64. That controller is not good. Mm. I did not enjoy it. It wasn't comfortable. It was complicated. The forks or whatever, we had to choose where it was. Cool design. Interesting at the time. I don't see me wanting it at all. But (laughs) you can get it if you are um, not me and Mm. enjoyed the crap out of all of that. Then please go get it. I don't know. Um yeah, yeah. So that 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 if you want to play with those controllers, they're both wireless. They're both fifty bucks. Sure. Um, and they did mention here, and I'll just note it too because I just know how humans are. Mm-hmm. Um, just like if you do go and like, hey, I found the six button version, and I'm going to use it here in the states. They do warn it may not be compatible that way. So just keep that in mind. If you found a way to get that controller and you threw money at it, there's no guarantee it'll work on this side. Um, so buy at your own risk. Sure. <laughs> and it, oh, and yeah, they have USB-C charging. There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. That was the only other thing I noticed that would be, um, totally different. Uh, well, I mean, actually, I don't know. They did mention that there was like some extra buttons at the top of this N64 controller that wouldn't have been present on the original one. Um, like just buttons that'll help you do go to the home screen, take screenshots. Uh-huh. If that's something that you like, um, syncing to the console, um, and the ZR button giving you like access to that on like a modern Nintendo controller. Okay. I don't know. So there are little differences, yeah. but um, I mean, granted we're, what is it? 30 years later, 20 mm. years later. So then you need to upgrade them. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, I suppose. But yeah, you'll probably start seeing them on eBay or something. If you don't have a online subscription, I don't know. All right, let's talk about it. Okay. This movie announcement, yo mm. people, now we knew I this love was just watching. I love just watching the comments on this. Mm-hmm. That's been my fun. Grab a popcorn and just see how people decided to make this um, part of their lives for a weekend to discuss. Now, before we get into it too deep, I just want to say that now we had we had mentioned this some time ago. I, I couldn't tell you how long ago, but I know we've known for some time that this was something that was going something to happen. Something was going on, yeah. 
what I find surprising about it is the fact that we're still a good solid year, over a year away, and they just now drop this. It's like, why are you teasing us like this? Because when they started talking about it, I was like, okay, are we actually going to get to see something? And they're like, no, 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 we're just going to tell you the cast. It was like, shit, I want to like, I want to see just one character design. Like, give me yeah. a still or something, yeah. just one little taste. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure when we were talking about it before if I knew if it was going to be animated or live action. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was certain where they were going to go with it. Um, well, Illumination, yeah, so- uh, when, when they mentioned them, obviously that's... I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have used my brain power and thought that through, (laughs) that tidbit. Um, But, yeah, so the casting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think the one everyone was just like, what? Was the casting for Mario? We'll just say it now. Chris Pratt, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I just love, well, I shouldn't say I love it. But it's just interesting to me how people waste so much time and energy on an actor Mm -hmm. being an actor. Yeah. And not letting them act. Um, so, like, Chris Pratt, you chose him. Why? Because. Blah, 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 blah. But for voice, maybe he'll do okay. Voice actors are actors. Can I just say that now? Can we they stop arguing? Um, they're the exact same. Um, just because you don't see their faces, they're still in that booth, emoting exactly the same, going through those emotions to try to make it believable for you. Is every voice actor amazing? No, of course not. Not everybody's good at everything they want to do and have passions for. But if they're a good actor, their voices will be just fine. It pisses me off when I see so many people doing this. They do this to casting all the time. Why is that person getting cast? They're an actor. Let them act and then wait. Mm -hmm. Just wait. Exactly. Anyway, I don't know why. I got very passionate about that for a minute. I get so pissed off (laughs) reading these things. Well, what's interesting about it, and we've even talked about it here, is I would argue to some degree that voice acting is an entirely different form of acting altogether and requires a different set of skills. Not every actor can do voice acting. Well, because yeah. it it requires a different mindset, but I, it does it does kind of force you to be more in your own head creatively because you won't necessarily be in these rooms with your opposite people to emote off of. Not normally. you might be just stuck in the both doing it all yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be in another booth you can play off of, but you might just be recording this all by yourself. Yeah, and then and a, you know you can even tell that shines. When you do have actors together in a room because they are feeding mm-hmm. off of one another, and then the energy is so much different, but in the best possible way. But not to say that this other doesn't work. I mean, we've seen it time and again. But yeah, Chris Pratt. I mean, let's see. Why not? I want to. I want to see a clip. I want to see the trailer. Whatever it is, hear him be Mario and what his take on it is going to be because he's mm-hmm. going to be. You know, Chris Pratt esque, I guess, in the you know, smart ass type, because yeah. I think that's where a lot of people are putting it in their head. They're comparing like Star Lord or or the character he was in in Jurassic well, World. I feel like people do this every time. They do. Like an actor gets kind of maybe they've done two or three movies in a row where the characters mm. were similar, then they've been stereotyped as that character, and then now all of a sudden our creativity has left the block. We mm. can't even picture them being able to do another character. Robert Pattinson for crying out loud! Look at all the crap yeah. he got for trying to do anything outside of the freaking vampire movies or the Twilight movies, and he's really good. And Have he's... you seen him in other stuff? He's actually really good. I'm not saying he wasn't. Go to Twilight. I just honestly never watched those, so I don't know. No. But 
He's good. He's a good Let actor. Let him act. Let him do it first and then decide is all I'm saying. Quit trying to say they can't do a thing before you've seen him do a thing. That's why he's <laughs> Batman now. Right? And you I'm know? actually excited for his version. Yeah, because the director said, you know what? This is an actor. He can act. Yeah. This is going to be good. I can't wait to see. Stop listening to Twitter for crying out loud. But yeah, Chris, <laughs> I'm, I'm with, like, I get where people are a little taken aback by it, but why not? I'm I'm anxious to see what he does. I'm actually anxious to see how all of these, because some feel like they don't quite fit. Yeah. And then others you you're like. imagined it. Yeah. Sure. And then others you're like, hell yeah, absolutely. That's who should be playing that character. Right. Like. I, I agree with the only comment that I saw was that Charles Martinet mm-hmm. was shown as being involved some way. Yeah. Right. In this. Which being the original voice actor for Mario. I, I can agree with why in the world wouldn't they just use the original OG talent? Maybe he didn't want to do a full movie. We don't know. But I could understand that point where you're like, but we fell in love with this voice already and you have access to this voice. I get that one. But do you want to hear, oh, no, oh, geez, oh, no. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Mario for 90 minutes. I don't know. 90 minutes. Where's a peach? Oh, the goodness. Oh, my God. I was like, that's a fair point. He really did only just like what we would call effort sounds, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just like. <laughs> hey, look, it's a Luigi. Oh, come on. Let's fight a Bowser. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Do you want to hear that? i the thought in my head. For 90 for minutes of that. I don't. I love the man. No. I love the man. But he was designed to do that in spurt. Little, mm-hmm. little, oh, oh, hmm, spurts, <laughs> not full dialogue. Let me tell you about my time in the Brooklyn. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that could be a bit much. Here we are doing this as a plumbing. Do you want me but to keep going? we don't know how Chris Pratt's going to do it either. Just saying. This could be, do you want me to keep going? Wonderful. <laughs> no, I don't. Personally, no. I'm just saying that point that I saw people making, I was like, Okay, if you're thinking they just wanted a name to sell it, which kind of looks like it from the entire casting, yeah. then sure, Hollywood will Hollywood, but um, or whatever the the new NCU, I guess we'll <laughs> just call it the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. We've already got Pikachu. <laughs> sure, I mean hell, they, they, it looks like they're kind of building on that. The fact that Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong are going to be in this, right? Like right? what? Hey, look, don't get me wrong. I'm actually when I heard that I was like, holy crap, they stole my idea because I had mentioned before the live right. action. I was like, why not show Donkey Kong and like Mario's girlfriend Paulina? And then you're like, hey, he's he's whatever it may be. You have that connection, but you don't stick to it. You just kind of like here it is, mm-hmm. and then you move away from it. It's just like a nice little Easter egg. But they're going all in, clearly. Oh my God. All in, all in. So yeah, Anya Taylor Joy is Peach. Mm-hmm. I feel like that works. Honestly, just her look. Yeah. And I know it'll have nothing to do with it because it's voice acting, but still, like even her look, I was like, yeah, no, she kind of looks like she could do yeah. Princess Peach. Uh, Charlie Day as Luigi. No, I want to see. Now nah, I want to hear this one. <laughs> I, no, when I saw his name attached, I was like, because I love Charlie Day. I think he's, he's yeah, just, no, he's great. He's a lot of fun. The concern that I heard dropped was how could he be Luigi? Because if you think Charlie Day, he's more manic. He's not necessarily the nervous type. 
And I, I get that, but I honestly feel like that they're going to find a way to incorporate, not turn Luigi into a manic, but I think they, they'll, they'll find a way to make him be the nervous type or, or channel think? that energy to where he is more Luigi-esque. Because if Luigi's running around going, ah, I don't know what's going on, Mario. I mean, we're, we're, look where we are. I just don't understand. Yeah, it'd just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is not Luigi. And I get it. Mm-hmm. Shigeru Miyamoto is involved here. I I trust he's not going to watch his creations turn into characters they're not. You know? Okay. So yeah. I'm trusting this is an inspired choice because of his energy. They just mm-hmm. need to channel it differently into a different emotion. Yeah. And again, I'm sure he has hopefully... More dimension than just playing a manic mm-hmm. character, you know. Yeah. If not, we'll si- we'll find out. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> For sure. If he can't pull off any other kind of character, we'll find out. Yep. Uh oh my God, Jack Black is Bowser. Come on, that no. just seems lovely and a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Princess Peach, come down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. I do love that one. Oh man, and I love me some Keegan Michael Key as mm-hmm. Toad. I got. It. I'm actually kind of curious how this one's even gonna shake out. <laughs> that one, I don't know. When when I saw the name or saw him as Toad, I was already seeing it in my head, going, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah, I could see that because he'll be that Peach. We gotta go do this. We gotta go do that. Just you know, the manic kind of talking that he kind of does. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Here's what's gonna happen. And then just put his own flair and spin on it. <laughs> yeah. Good I just, day. yeah, I think he'll, he'll nail it. I think he'll be I perfect. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, I, I, I do, I do enjoy at least the casting. Hmm. Like looking through everyone who has cast, it's like, I enjoy all of those people hmm. in their respective movies that they've entertained me in. So this could be a fun time all around. Sure. Um, and then also bring it in for Donkey Kong. Got a little Seth Rogen action going in on that one. Now, do you hey. think that Seth Rogen is going to be uh, doing Donkey Kong with some weed? <laughs> Just sitting there going, hey, the hell with that banana. Give me some of that good kush over there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That would be hilarious. <laughs> At least for one moment, anyway. I don't know how G they need to keep it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'll probably be a PG movie, I would say, at, yeah. at most. Yeah, so, so a couple of little birds can get mm. slipped in there, but not not too big. But yeah, and then, of course, they they did briefly mention at the end that Charles Martinet will be involved in some way, who was the one who originally led his voice to uh, Mario in the games. Can I can I put out a uh, possible uh, guess? you have an idea? Yeah. Yeah? No, please. Ten bucks, he'll be a Mario and Luigi uh ancestor like their father their grandfather <gasps> 10 i bet money on it right here now he will be a family member of sorts so he can like, kind of do like mario's grandpa right so, mario senior so he can do that oh let me tell you about something and he can kind of do the the mario voice in a different way but still do it yeah no that's a good point that's mm-hmm. a good point uh just make him all of the extras yeah why not they did. They did kind of specify too that it wasn't just like one character. Like he might be doing others. Yeah, so, they left it very open. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I guess they could maneuver it however they want. But smart, I guess they got a hold of it and made the announcement first before PR could get a hold of the whole thing. So there you go. Well, I know one guy got leaked. I don't know if that was meant to to leak or, or 
the guy who's I can't remember his name Sebastian uh, something or another. he's playing a character called Sp- Spike which I think a lot of people thought they meant like a Spike character but he was actually Spike from oh the- Sebastian Maniscalco there you go. thank you I was like I knew him he's a comedian or a stand up mm. comedian yeah 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 but he the the character he's playing is like a character from a game called Wrecking Crew which I remember but I couldn't tell you if I ever played it or not and that was like one of those mm-hmm. early games where Nintendo was like, we need characters here. Just put the, the jump guy from that Mario game. Oh, okay, sure. And then mm-hmm. they, he just mm-hmm. seemed to show up in every game. And I guess that's a character. So that, again, the world building, like He's you said. He's a very high energetic human, too. I don't know if you've ever seen his stand-up. I feel like But I he's have. very physical. He's very, like, he's big. He's animated. Is he the guy that does the, the trailer voice? Guy or or am I thinking of another uh, guy? I don't think so. I thought he was. I don't the know guy. a lot about him. I've just seen a couple of his specials on Netflix because, like him and I, also have that hate people complex, mm. and so there's a lot of jokes about that. So I was like, yeah, I can relate. I feel like he <laughs> was the guy that I knew him. Like he always used to do this in a world win, and then he'd just do like a little I... bit like that. Maybe. I was gonna say I, I want to say you're that you might be thinking of someone else I because, be. but I don't follow him as an artist, so I don't know everything he's done. I just know he's done some stand up that I've caught on Netflix, mm-hmm. and uh, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's my extent of his background. That may have been the one, like he may have done that bit at one point in his career, and that's the only thing I've ever <laughs> associated. And that just stuck in your brain. Yeah, so, he might have done that bit. I, I can't say for sure. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see what happens. I have no idea when we're going to get any more information or like you said, when we'll finally get like a little teaser, a trailer, Probably. a snippet, a look, a something. It'll be next year, uh, summertime, something like that, which disappoints me. But if they had nothing <sighs> to show this time, but just like their headshots. Which you, again, know, so I was like, you can't tell me you couldn't have just made up one Mario model just to be like him standing well, they might just drag this out to keep us interested. So the I next know. direct, they'll show us a little bit more or somebody will accidentally leak it in one of those earnings calls like we always find <laughs> out things. Because <laughs> yeah. apparently nobody signs NDAs for these calls, I'm just saying. Clearly. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it for like the news news. I have like very few crickets because honestly, this week didn't seem like there was a lot of crickets. It was mm. just like beefy stuff or move on. I don't know. I have a couple of Netflix crickets though, because okay. I think we're we're moving more into this gaming side of them more. Um, but they are releasing a roguelike PC game to release alongside its action movie Kate, which is uh, out now on Netflix. If you want to go watch the movie, uh, I'm sure it'll probably be like the um, Stranger Things one, where it's like mm. it's the story, it's the movie, yeah. and you're just playing through it. Um, but that's supposed to come to Steam on October 22nd, so it's not that far off. Um, had like that top down kind of almost hold on let me make sure I'm not getting them confused because they had another one too let me let me read it I think I'm getting it confused so yeah so this one go check it out if you want (laughs) it was developed by Ludic Studios um and it just develops the story around Kate who's an assassin who has 24 hours to find an antidote to a poison that is killing her so 
this the gameplay trailer if you watch it I got a little hotline Miami vibes in the way it was played in the way that like you roll in there's a lot of these characters that are trying to come at you you have to do a lot of dodging you hit them once or twice they go down kind of situation so just in that where it was like the top down three-quarter view mm. and everything looks super fast okay. you know like it had to go fast um so I don't know I might actually give it a shot for the game. I don't know that I have any interest in the movie, but I'll see what the game does. I don't know. Well, I was going to say I, I heard the movie wasn't all that great, so. Oh, so maybe the game will be fine. Maybe. Maybe they needed to do both. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, but the other one from Netflix is they released the trailer for that Arcane which if you're not aware, siblings, it's the upcoming series based on the League of Legends universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's due to hit the streaming service on November 6th. I watched the trailer and honestly never played League of Legends a day in my life. The series actually looks kind of fun. It looks okay. cool. I like the I like the style that they drew it in. Um, and the plan is to release it in three acts. Uh-huh. So they'll drop like three episodes one week, three the next, and three the following until it's all wrapped up. Um, looks like the six through, did I write the last date down? I didn't. Whatever. So the week of the sixth, you'll get three. And then whatever happens the next week, you'll get three. And I think they're doing nine. So there you go. (laughs) I'm so good at my research. Uh, So that. Yeah, we're coming close to it. Life is Strange Remastered. We got a date. February 1st. So if you're looking for that collection, um, this collection will include the original Life is Strange Mm -hmm. and Before the Storm. uh, Uses a new engine. And some lighting upgrades, um, mm-hmm. new fully motion captured facial animations for this remaster as well. It's interesting. Um, has a remastered characters, um, environment visuals, the whole shebang, the whole shebang. Also looks like you'll get farewell episode, which I think I guess was one of those ones that kind of got put in between. Mm-hmm. Um so if you've been waiting to check it out, it sounds like February might be a good time because you'll get like a bigger, beefier, fancier looking version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, February 1st, 2022 right now. We'll see if that changes. I don't know. I never I did know. finish Before the Storm. Like I played the first episode and just lost uh-huh. interest. I guess I just didn't have interest in the story that was being told. I think it's just too young for me. I feel yeah. like I've said that. Like I played through the entire first one. I did enjoy the story. I enjoyed the gameplay, like all of it. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm one of those people hating on teenagers, but I just can't relate to that side of it with the hella everything this and all that kind of stuff. And that's and that's fair. I just I had a hard time relating to it to keep mm-hmm. me interested, but the story did make me cry. Yeah. But like relating to the characters is just really hard for me. So I didn't actually try any other Life is Strange. Okay. For that reason. I know this is gonna be Maybe I'm wrong. I know this is gonna be way out of left field. But I gotta know one thing. Mm-hmm. And just yes or no. And don't say any more than that. Okay. Ted Lasso. Did you cry? Okay, don't say another word. Don't say another word. I saw I saw something on Instagram. Don't say another word. Yeah, don't. Just okay. go see it and we'll okay. talk later. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Moving on before before I start doing it anyway. Yeah. Uh and my last little quick it, I just it kind of made me smile, so I just wanted to add it in. As we all know, Deathloop was released this week, uh, mm-hmm. last week, <laughs> on, uh, and it is a PlayStation exclusive. We've discussed this, and of course, you know, Microsoft bought Bethesda. They're honoring their contract. Um, so while they still own it at this moment in time, it's not on their console, right? So we know the story. 
So it was just a fun little note uh, that we saw the voice actor for Colt Vaughn, who's played uh, by or <laughs> Jason Kelly plays Colt Vaughn. I'll get it correct here in a minute. Um, tweeted out. I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on this video game. If anyone could get me a copy and a PS5, I would appreciate it. Uh, so I guess he'd been having some yeah difficulties probably getting a hold of that console and everything himself, you know, like the rest of us. But Pete Hines at Bethesda responded to said tweet, I could probably help you find a PS5 so you can play it. And sure enough, <laughs> he sent him one. So Microsoft bought a PS5 in Deathloop and sent to the voice actor so that he could play the game. And and they put in there, you deserve a chance to play as Colt and enjoy your own amazing performance and was true to their word. And so he now has his own PS5 via Microsoft Whoa, so he at, could play his game. I just thought it was sweet. Look at that. Isn't that yeah. something? Something nice it's at the end of the day. They're competing. A, a big middle finger to <laughs> Anybody Sony. else? Well, like, Microsoft is out there buying a PlayStation for this guy. I mean, it's almost like, so what, what the hell, And you don't want Sony? to do cross-play? Yeah. You couldn't do this for this guy? What, what, oh, yeah. good point. Oh, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Ha-ha. I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's, now that just added an extra layer. Sony yeah. wouldn't even pony up for their own voice actor. Right. Oh, boy. Oh, that's kind of funny now. She's like, no, no, we got you. How don't did that not cross my brain when I was writing this story? It's like, uh, you know, I know we own Bethesda now, but I mean, I guess we'll do this part for you. I mean, they did work with you longer for this, but sure. Sure. (laughs) We're going to do this. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think of that. Uh, Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got, guys. So unless you have quick hits or something, or if we have a headliner, I don't know. Uh, we do have a headliner. We'll pretend like we know what we're doing here. I did. Someday. There was one other thing that happened during the direct, but I'm going to save it because I think I'm going to turn that into a uh, an episode uh, down the line. Oh, okay. And All right. Since, Fair enough. Since um, <laughs> I wasn't able to play Kenna like I wanted to, I didn't have any time. One of the, the things that I wanted to do uh, got bumped up. So oh, okay. uh, today is story time. Yeah. Story time. Today I like is, story time. Yeah. So I decided I wanted to dig into the history of something that we all, uh, well, some of us older cats may uh, remember more fondly than others. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to the 80s, as we normally seem to do. I don't want to. No. Uh, in Nintendo, you know, in, in the 80s, Nintendo hit the scene, immediately dominated the video game landscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a few titles here and there on Atari, Commodore 64, and television. Just name a few. They were, mm-hmm. they were fun for what they were. There were several little ones, yeah. You know, none of those really truly lasted, if you think about it. Like, came from those consoles and outlived, you know, the, the life cycle of that console to continue on. But if you think about Nintendo, hit after hit, Mario. Donkey Kong, Kid Icarus, Metroid, Zelda, Punch-Out. That's just, that's just to name a few in their roster mm-hmm. that have seen comebacks at some point or you know long-lasting franchises at that. Then you go to other things. And that was just in the first two years, mind you. Keep that in mind. The, the games that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Two years. First two years and all those games came out. You go to third party. Ghosts and Goblins, Castlevania, Mega Man, Wizards and Warriors, Contra, Double Dragon, all considered classics. Mm-hmm. And this is only 
in year three. Okay, three years and you've got all these classics. Yeah. Okay, now the point I'm trying to make here is that Nintendo was a hit machine. If you had Nintendo stamped on it, you're pretty much guaranteeing it was success. Well yeah. Okay. Consumers could expect quality for the most part. Obviously, there were a few bad actors in the industry trying to sidestep Nintendo's rules that we've mentioned before. And as a result, most of those games and products were inferior. However, there was one company that was on the up and up and wanted to do everything right by the book. Still fell short of the mark, but it wasn't for a lack of trying. And we're going to rewind just a little bit farther back to 1976 where a man by the name of Thomas Zimmerman was pondering the idea of a new technology at MIT. Having been a lover of classical music growing up, the concept of a gesture-based interface developed while he was air-conducting the orchestra. While discussing music theory with a friend, he pondered whether or not there could be a new way to make music. He began to visualize a glove, if you will, where you could touch fingers to play chords. It would be several years before Zimmerman got serious about pursuing this idea. In fact, in 1983, he met the man that would help him realize his concept in full. Jaron Lanier. Lanier. Jaron Lanier. Lanier? Fancy. We're just going to call him. I'm not looking at it. Nope. We're just going to call him Jaron. Jaron it is. Anyway, Jaron began attending New Mexico State University at age 13. What? Yeah. He was a genius. His genius was recognized immediately by the National Science Foundation, who offered him a grant to study mathematical notation, which led him to learn computer programming. I was going to say programming. I was just going to let it happen to you. (laughs) He was the creator of the Commodore 64 game Moondust, which was critically praised and considered the first art video game. Okay. I've, I've never played it, never seen it, but uh, it kind of made me want to go check it out just to see what... What was it called again? Moondust. This man, Jaron Lanier, was also the man who coined the term virtual reality. Because of oh, yeah. him, we know this term. Now, within that same year... The two men met while working at Atari. The video game crash occurred, which uh, led to layoffs at the company. But Zimmerman and Lanier decided to combine their forces and form Voltron Defender... No, I'm sorry. Uh, They formed (laughs) VPL Research, which was a company dedicated to creating virtual reality and making it commercially available. Now, one of the first items the company went to work on was trying to further develop Zimmerman's glove idea. Zimmerman had been working on a prototype using an old gardening glove. So using LED tubes and some optical sensors, this early version was able to detect bends and fingers. From there, he coded a program that could recreate air writing on screen. They continued to create new demos and variations of the glove and before long the data glove was a very hot commodity in the scientific community. In fact it led to two additional innovations the data suit and the iPhone. Now 
It's not the iPhone that we all know, but the E-Y-E-I, like your iPhone, which was essentially a VR headset. Now, NASA, among other companies, were investing in this new technology and hoping of breaking ground in terms of what they were actually able to accomplish. So space travel with this technology could, I mean, it could do so much more. Or at least that mm-hmm. was the mindset behind it. Uh, or more specifically, what could they get a robot to do? You know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, while all of that is all well and good, Zimmerman and Lanier envisioned what this technology could do for everyone and wanted to bring this data glove to the masses. Lanier reached out to a company known as AGE, and they were a marketing firm that had recent success with a new line of action figures. His goal was to see how feasible this endeavor could be to make this, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, consumer friendly. There we go. That's the word I uh. couldn't think of. <laughs> Considering the data glove was sold to NASA with a $10,000 price tag, concessions might have to be made, you know? I mean, this wasn't something that we could just mass produce and sell to the consumers. Even laptops back in the day cost like (laughs) $10,000. Right, but consumers like us. had like a meg Mm. for hard drive or some shit. We weren't the the target audience. Nope, 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 nope. So the idea was intriguing enough that they wanted to see what they could do. So Lanier cut a deal with AGE to allow them access to the patent of the data glove. Now, if they could figure out how to make a more consumer, commercial version of it, they could have it. You know, have at it. So, AGE co-founder Marty Abrams wasted no time passing the idea around to numerous toy distributors hoping to find the right partner to bring this data glove to consumers. Initially, Hasbro was approached, but uh, or due to their recent success uh, working together... The idea was to develop an entire 3D video game system built around the data glove. But Hasbro just wasn't kind of in the mood. They were just like, nah, nah, we're not really interested. So Abrams turned his attention to Mattel, who they'd also had a previous working relationship with. But Mattel wasn't really all that interested in it either. In fact, video games was the last thing they really wanted to deal with after their losses from a television. You know, that console nobody played. And, right. of course, the, the video game crash that had happened, you know, very recently at this time. Despite that hurdle, one moment changed everything. Chris Gentile, one of the other co-founders of AGE, met with Mattel CEO Jill Bayard. 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 Barad, I like that. I like it. Barad. I like it. He brought with him a crude but working representation of what this concept of the data glove could be for consumers. Using a Mac computer as the interface between the data glove and the NES, he demonstrated capabilities with two games, Rad Racer and Punch-Out. One Mattel engineer, Will Novak, was really not impressed and immediately thought it was a bad idea. But when Jill attempted to play Punch-Out with the glove, she knocked out Glass Joe on her first punch. Yeah! That's, but I mean, that might be too easy. It sealed the deal. Despite yeah, anyone else's reservations, she was just like, 
nope, we're doing it. That was awesome. I'm doing it. It was we're Glass doing. Joe, though, yeah. to also be fair. But she's not a video gamer. She doesn't know. <laughs> I'm going to nitpick it all, damn it. Now, her enthusiasm for the product could have been the thing to doom it. She immediately asked if the team could have it ready for the Consumer Electronics Show in January of 1989. This was October 1988. Oh, yeah, maybe not, though. Hmm. Obviously, this was not a very feasible timeline, but you know what? They did it anyway. Uh, despite it not working properly, the concept at least won over buyers, which led to over 700,000 orders at the show. Now, Mattel actually had to make a working model. You know, not only that, but one that was affordable. Like, $90 affordable. Sure. Uh, while a peripheral such as this didn't need Nintendo's seal of approval, Mattel was adamant about getting it to ensure the public would be comfortable spending the money. After all, their little gold stamp represented quality. Yeah. Unbeknownst to Nintendo, it was anything but. The task would be a mixture of drastic cost-cutting and clever innovation. Lucky for Mattel, they had one hell of a marketing department. Senior VP of Marketing, Bob Rayo, Rayo, he pushed... (laughs) He pushed for the data glove to have a cool, sleek, futuristic design akin to something like RoboCop. When the design was finalized, it was dubbed the Power Glove. And that's when marketing really took hold. Numerous flashy ads in magazines showing the future of gaming. Television ads showing this amazing glove controlling all the NES games you know and love just by moving your hand. The biggest push came with the film The Wizard, which was essentially a 90-minute Nintendo-approved commercial for the console. (laughs) Prominently featured within the film was the Power Glove. It was seen on the film's poster. Strangely enough, fun little fact. The glove seen in the poster was a left-handed glove, which were never sold in stores. Poor lefties. Yeah. You know why? Because there weren't enough lefties to justify. That's what they said. I mean, that's kind of fair, too. But still, those poor lefties. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, the marketing campaign worked. Before it released, the Power Glove had over a million orders ready to go. And on December 3rd, 1989, the Power Glove was unveiled to the world and sold 1.3 million units, raking in about $80 million. Mattel considered it a failure because they projected $120 million. Gamers were in awe (laughs) until they tried using it, and then they too considered it a failure because why why wasn't this damn thing working like they said it would? Because you saw what they were doing on the TV there. TV is doing the thing. Why isn't this working? This is when we believed everything we saw on TV. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, different people who were part of this project say different things. Some blame the gloves transmitters. Others blame the ultrasonic emitters. Some said there was a response lag. Others blamed it on bad calibration. (laughs) There were excuses all around. Myriad of reasons Mm. this went wrong. 
By the next year, it was pretty much pulled from shelves, and at the end of the day, the Power Glove had had problems all around. There was no way this could ever match the precision of the high-end data glove, because you just can't do the same with the cost-cutting measures you're putting into place. Yeah. Now, despite its lack of functionality, it was a pretty badass-looking accessory, if you think about it. Yeah. You know? I think I had one, actually. I did. I did. I am pretty sure. And furthermore, if you think about it, it was ahead of its time. I mean, today, whether you realize it or not, we've seen the Power Glove successor in the Nintendo Wii, the Microsoft Connect, and maybe even to some extent VR platforms. Although I would argue the iPhone, the iPhone, get it? Yeah, that would kind of be more of a successor to your VR headsets. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's an NES cover band called Power Glove. Freddy Krueger used a power glove in Freddy's Dead. People wear them at conventions. Some computer geniuses have actually repurposed them for other tasks. It may have failed then, but it lives on today. Yeah. And it all stems from Thomas Zimmerman and Jaron Lanier and their desire to create virtual worlds. Both had the honor of seeing their creations on screen in the film The Lawnmower Man. All that headset and the suit and the glove. Yeah. That's where they got it. That's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. And while Thomas Zimmerman actually never created the musical device that he envisioned, which would spawn into the data glove concept, who, here's another name, Brian Mazzaferi, I think I nailed that, of the band I Fight Dragons, best known to casual audiences uh they do the theme song to the goldbergs you know oh okay you got it yep they or that guy he actually reprogrammed an old power glove for the sole purpose of using it as a musical instrument so and he just oh, yeah? presses the little things and then you can do all the sound effects and the buttons artar yeah that's a horrible name for it i was gonna say <laughs> key tar arm tar something yeah, to that effect <laughs> But even though that particular glove no no longer is functional today, the circle of life for the glove was complete. It fulfilled its purpose, whether he saw it or not. The quote, I love the power glove. It's so bad. It's probably one of the most often quoted lines from the wizard, and most definitely when the item is brought up, in conversation, uh, it's a bit ironic, <laughs> if you think about it. But yet it parallels the culture surrounding it today. Mm-hmm. Some may scoff at the idea of a glove making a comeback, yet kind of welcome it. It was an item that wasn't ready for the 90s. This is an item for the 21st century. It's an item that sits firmly beside a VR headset, allowing the fluid motion of virtual reality the things that they dreamt of in the 80s. I'm tired of using controllers in VR. I want the power glove. It's so bad. Love it. Isn't that what they're trying to do now? Too? I really hope supposedly that, like you can use your hands and stuff now. But I, I think that they look back on this and they're afraid to, thinking that people will be like, "Oh, fucking power glove, so stupid, I want that." But to I don't think anyone will remember it, to be fair, like this day. Us, yeah, sure. Us. But, like, that would care. 
I, I, not the generation to care. I don't. <laughs> but the technology, yeah, the technology has advanced so much. The, so much. I mean, you take a look at everything around us. How small everything. They, they could so bring that back, and it would be. It would work. Oh, for sure. It would absolutely work today. The pace that tech has just <coughs> ran. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. Ooh, that would be fine. I think it would be amazing. VR yeah. with this. Oh, my God. Sign me up. Until they even can make them smaller to where it's, like, even more comfortable to sit on your head where mm-hmm. you can get the weight distribution differently. Um, I think that's when you'll really start to maybe see it start to shine. Yeah. Because even now, like, we've got lighter ones and they are more comfortable and everything, but still... It's not going to lend itself to you wanting to be in there for hours, right. which I guess we're not supposed to be, but we're gamers. We want to be okay. Mm. So <laughs> we're allowed if we want to be in there for hours. Right. But well, thank you. I guess that's our show. Siblings, tell us what you thought about the direct this week. Are you are you the type that's like super excited about the cast? Are you hung up for whatever reason putting in some Hollywood big names to sell it? I don't know. Tell us what you think. Uh, but don't forget, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts time and love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform. And you can even go to Patreon dot com forward slash pencil and paper productions you can tell your friends to find us on the pencil and paper podcast network or just search super mega crash brothers turbo wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and you can even go to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions or check us out on a website We've got pencil and paper productions forward slash super mega crash you got all sorts of stuff you can go look at us mm-hmm. on You're- all sorts of stuff thank you so much for listening i am lisa finley and i'm stephen white And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.